You're listening to NGSC Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSCSports.com, where you can get awesome analysis on all things sports. Or check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, subscribe to NGSC Sports' YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports, and like us on Facebook, NGSC Sports. We never stop. Are you looking for a place to listen to your favorite music and sports? Look no further. WLSN, the Lieb Sports and Music Network, is a web-based music and sports network. Our network was created to provide authentic, high-energy entertainment through live streaming to a national audience. We play popular music while hosting podcasts from all over the world. Curious? Check us out on the web at LeapSports.com. That's L-E-E-I-B sports.com. Or find us on the TuneIn Radio app. Got Alexa? Just say, Alexa, play WLSN on TuneIn. WLSN is America's number one blog-themed sports and music network. Hey, everyone in. Let's go. Huddle up on three. One, two, three. Huddle Huddle up. up. Another yard. You blitz all night. If they cross the line of scrimmage, I'm going to take every last one of you out. You make sure they remember forever the night they played the Titans. Dreaming, Rodden, guys. Are you focused? your ability to lock in all week long this week. So, what I'm going to do now, okay, because you're a brand new head football coach. And now, welcome everyone to the Huddle Up Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Huddle Up Podcast Live, the final show of 2021, New Year's Day, just a few days away. We're here December the 28th, 2021. We are glad to be back with you for another week. Unfortunately, no Kyle this week. Um, you know, it's the time of year. Everybody getting getting a little under the weather, so we wish Kyle the best as he uh, recovers. Hopefully, he'll be back with us next week but we got matt to my left matt how we doing this week my friend doing well doing well another eagles win i saw ej finally had some correct power rankings which we'll talk about later so did he that's a good start i thought so hmm. i i, I, think, he, I think with it froze, I agreed with his last place we he, i think he at least got most of the teams in the top 10 Correct. We'll get there. We'll get there. His bottom five. That's, yeah. spot on. Is this like a sitcom? That's tease like a fucking. Yeah, radio I think. Show. I think. Yeah. He, I think the top, the bottom, the bottom four, five is correct. EJ, 100%. how we doing, buddy? I'm doing good, man. I had, uh, luckily, had had a little scare the last couple of uh, days, but um, COVID scare. But thankfully, we are 
all good. All four, all four of us, me, wife, the kids, all tested negative today. Good. So, well, okay. we are good to hear that. I had to wait four hours in line to get the shit done, but eh, whatever. Yeah, that kind of seems to be the uh, the name of the game as of late. No matter where you are, it seems to be uh, flaring up, and, and yeah. tests are hard to come by and things like that. So hopefully, Hey, vaccines work, though. Uh, I mean, they do. I mean, I'm back the people, the people that aren't, uh, people that aren't getting super sick and dying are the ones vaccinated, but, uh, it's neither here nor there. Uh, remember our home network is of course, NGSC sports at NGSCsports.com, our secondary home, the leap sports and music network. So guys, let's, uh, let's jump right into it. Um, you know, we have some sad news coming in the NFL, uh, segments a little bit later. So we'll, we'll start, um, since we are talking about COVID and we're talking about, uh, protocols and illnesses and all of those sorts of things that the college football um playoff and and the new year's six bowl games they they released uh late last week their protocols for the playoffs and the uh, new year's six games so um let's look at them here the fiesta and peach bowls um if the either of those games would would uh, not be able to be played on New Year's Day. The college football playoff bowl game in ESPN shall attempt to identify an alternate date for the game within one week of the scheduled date. Uh, if no date could be identified, the game would be considered a no contest. Um, and then this is this is the ones. I mean, because let's be honest, Fiesta. Peach Bowls, I think. What the Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, right? the lesser. Um, you know those those games are of no real consequence right you know um big games for the schools but no no real consequence when it comes to national champion but um so let, let's let's look at how the college football playoff is going to treat the uh the, the semifinals and the potential national championship so when we're looking at the semifinals if one team in either the cotton or orange bowl is unavailable to play the unavailable team shall forfeit the game. Its opponent, its opponent would advance to the national title. Um, if both, if both teams are unable to play in one of the semifinal games, either the Cotton Bowl or the Orange Bowl, the semifinal game would be declared a no contest. The team winning the other game would be declared the national champion. Uh, if the if three of the four teams, so we're talking Cincinnati, Alabama, Georgia, and Michigan, if three of the four teams are unable to play, the semifinal game in which two teams are unable to play would be declared a no contest. The other semifinal game, the team unable to play should forfeit, and the opponent would be declared the automatic national champion. And then, so let's start there. We'll, 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 let's deal with the semifinals, then we'll talk about the national championship <laughs> If we get to one, um, EJ, we'll start with you. What do you think about the way that the, uh, the, the committee and, and ESPN are, are, uh, and, and all the parties here have, have planned for this with the semi feels harsh. Games? It feels harsher than the, uh, that's that's the bowl games. Honestly, like you're saying that the, that's a bowl games actually has more chance to be rescheduled based on ESPN and the partners that influence this to put a game within a week. Whereas, if wow, this is shocking actually. In my opinion, that's a little harsh. In my opinion, but <laughs> I think it might oh, have to do with with they want to try to get the national championship game as close to the actual date as possible. So you're not 
running into spring semesters for schools. You're also not, uh, depending how they would have to reschedule it, you're not running into any um, NFL conflicts right. uh, when you're when you're getting into the postseason. So I think it's more they're trying to um, – they don't want to move the semifinal games, which would then move the, the final yeah. game. There's certainly more stuff around that influences that decision. I, I get it. Oh, it's sure. Just- it, but from the opposite point of view, it looks harsher, doesn't it? I mean, seriously. I mean, a little bit. It, you know, when you when you're just talking about automatic forfeits and things like that, it, yeah, it, I mean, I get it. But God, that's not, that's harsh. It's crazy, Ooh. right, Matt? What do you yeah, what do you I think about, about the the way they're handling the semifinals? I mean, it it just seems like they're they're going to be creating a big mess. I mean, it's going to be a mess no matter what happens. Yeah, sure, but. I mean to to have your fallback option be three teams forfeiting and just naming someone a national champion with nothing more than you made it to the final four is just oh you want to talk about it an asterisk. <laughs> I mean yeah. even even if Notre Dame somehow lucked into something like that, I don't know that I would necessarily even be like Proud of oh, I would. Are you kidding me? Nah. Well, you, <laughs> you give me that. You give me a natty. I am celebrating that like we mud stopped Alabama by fifty. Are you kidding? I am running victory laps around my neighborhood. It's yeah, it'd be the same if like the Eagles made it to the Super Bowl and the other team had to forfeit and they just got the, the trophy. Like I'll take it. Yo, but yeah, give, give me number six. Like, give, give the Cowboys number six. However, they can get it. I don't care. <laughs> to be honest, I, I say that, but I, I actually, if, if I was in Jim's shoes and it happened to me, I'm like, yeah, I'm riding, I'm riding well, around really? Central PA, I mean, blaring we them boys out of my window. <laughs> if I, if the Cowboys win a Super Bowl, I forfeit. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm certainly, I'll take it, but I'm not gonna gloat, Matt. It's not like somebody has never had a chance before outside of Capitals, of course. Uh, recently, not since I was ten. Never, never, never called a championship ever, really. College football, NFL, Price Bill, buddy. I get it. I, 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 get I was it. ten. I get it. When the I Cowboys really, won the Super Bowl, this golden voice was oh, not yeah. had not I yet feel, cracked yet. EJ, basically appreciate me. At least in the last fifteen years, I've had three NBA championships, two Super Bowls. I remember the Giants' second Super Bowl, nineteen ninety. By the way, too, I was ten years old at the time it happened. Um, and so I at least I and Rangers hockey back in uh, uh, ninety four. Yeah, but, man. Notre Dame. I was three. The Orioles haven't won a World Series in my lifetime. No. And the Cowboys. I was ten. So. I mean, I had the Capitals in eight in twenty eighteen. Like, I mean that that was that was it for me as as a grown man. Um, I'm a little spoiled last last decade and a half. I'll admit, and I beat Brady twice in Super Bowl. Thank you very much. Sorry, they, they did, they did, and which was, had to have been strange for you, you know, like it was when one team one favorite Kyle's team beats here. the other. Don't start spewing your bullshit. Kyle's not here now. Don't start adding. Don't, don't stop filling the space here. Kyle's not here to fill. But yeah, it was a little weird. Um, all right, let's look at the national championship. Because let's be honest, we're sitting here on Tuesday. Um, all four sure. teams are, you know, the uh, the teams are in their respective cities. As as far as I can tell, all the teams are are being as cautious as they can be. All, all activities are contained within themselves, not having much contact outside of their uh, their bubble as much as they can. So, so by all accounts, it looks like. The, the the games this week are going to go on as scheduled on Friday at three thirty and seven thirty. We'll predict those here in a minute. But um, looking at the national championship, if the team's unavailability is determined after the semifinals have been conducted, 
The national championship game in Indianapolis may be rescheduled to no later than Friday, January the 14th. If one team is able to play, the other is not, and the game cannot be rescheduled uh, or is rescheduled and cannot be played, then the team unable to play shall forfeit the game and the other team shall be declared the national champion. If both teams are uh, unable to play on either an original or rescheduled date, then the game shall be declared a no contest and the national championship shall be vacated for this season. Let's go to four State. Fuck it. <laughs> well, I'm, I mean, no. Now, now here's what here's what will happen, Jim. So Notre Dame will beat Oklahoma State, mm-hmm. and then all four teams will be unable to play. So Notre Dame, as the fifth-ranked team with a victory, will be named national champion. I mean, that's how it should go. I mean, <laughs> that's what Jim would do. Probably. If, exactly. I mean, if the four teams above them can't play, then why would you not award the number five team? As so basically, basically, the, basically, the big hurdle here is is more so getting past at this point. We're two days away from that. If we get past these next two two and a half days, we'll be well, okay. I mean, how many games have been canceled in the last two and a half days, though, as well? I, there's been a lot, yeah. There's been a lot of bowl games that have gone down, but but I I also wonder how we also just had the holidays where the right. players were probably with family, so. Right, because I mean, I know, like even Notre Dame had said, like they weren't restricting players from from you know traveling. Right. Home. I I really hope this, you know, and this might play into this too. Also, you know, the CDC, you know, shortening their uh, isolation rules that should help a little bit, a little bit of the damage. To the I mean, you would. Th- I mean, uh, yeah, I wonder if that'll have an impact in college football. We've already seen, uh, as announced today, like it, it it is the NFL is adopting that new policy. Um, Regardless of how anybody might feel about it, I mean that that that's the policy that, that, that's going forward. So, um, yeah, it, you know, it, it may impact that uh, as well. I'm sure with those revised protocols, the the I'm sure the college football playoff is going to look at that, yeah. um, you know, r- really tightly as well. Because yeah, I think I think a lot of those games, the games that have been canceled, like this week and things, I I, I have to wonder. If the bubbles around those teams have not been as strict as as you know, like I know at least with Michigan um, players, you know they 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 didn't travel home to see family at the holidays, and they've kind of kept a really tight bubble. I would assume the other three teams are are doing I'm the assuming, same thing. I'm I'm going to assume that at the very least, the four teams are in the national championship picture, at least a little more stricter on protocol than say the other teams outside of that. Yeah. I mean, I know a week and a half ago, like the entire Michigan team, um, like got boosters like together, um, you know, and, and, you know, I, I know like at least with Notre Dame, like in Notre Dame, you like, you have to be vaccinated to be on campus and in school. So like, and I'm sure there's other schools of that, that way as well. I don't know. I don't know how it is everywhere, but, but you know, so, so it's, um, I think college campuses um, in, in some states have been more strict with stuff like that. So, yeah, I would definitely hope and think that, that if you're if you're in contention for uh, the national championship, that, that, that your program is taking things with the utmost seriousness at this point. Like uh, like that would be the the smart play. So, um, yeah, I, I think the games are going to go on this week. And, and I mean, I, I would be. I would be really kind of surprised if we don't get a national champion because um, 
it's it's going to come down. You know, I, I, whoever wins on Friday, you have what a week and a half until the the original date of the national title game. At, at worst, two weeks from the national title game, and the latest it can be rescheduled. Like, I I think these these programs are going to do their best as they have been to to keep things, um, you know, to keep things kind of controlled there. Right. Um. But we'll see, man. Like it's it's like I, like I said, for me, if um, you know, if it's my team and and I don't care how they're winning, you can call me desperate. You can call me a sad sports fan. Oh, you're I, desperate. No, it's desperate. I, I, okay, I don't you know care. I, 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 I mean, I'll be the first to admit it. You know what? I'm with you too. But if I'm in your shoes, I probably do the same damn thing too. Also, so I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, gonna, I'm not gonna by uh, any means necessary. Exactly. Exactly. If my team can stay the healthiest, then by all means, we should be champions. But uh, let's uh, let's look at those. We see my team can't make, make a damn bowl game to begin with, so whatever. Right, so it doesn't matter how how, how safe they are. Uh, let's look at the the, the the games this weekend in college football. The, uh, the we'll start with the semifinal games: the Cotton Bowl, number four, Cincinnati, taking on number one Alabama. Alabama, thirteen and a half point favorite in this one. Fifty eight is your over under. This one is on Friday, New Year's Eve, three thirty on ESPN. Um, man, like I, I want this game to be competitive in the worst way. Like I really do. Um, and like there, there's part of me like I like I've listened to some analysts and I've listened to some podcasts and and I keep hearing people say. Like, well, you know, Cincinnati in, 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 in their biggest games this year, they've shown up and they've beat up opponents. And Alabama had one really great game, and they, they underperformed against teams they shouldn't have underperformed in. We're looking at you, Texas A&M. We're looking at you, Auburn. We're looking at – you know, there's a lot of games on that schedule. We talked about them leading up to the SEC title game. And then the SEC title game happened, and I'm just like, which which was the anomaly here? Was it Was it – the Alabama that we saw for 12 games or was it the Alabama that we saw for one game? Um, I'm, I'm going to take a hopeful pick and I'm going to say Cincinnati is going to, going to cover the 13 and a half. I, I, I don't see them winning this game and, and it's probably just a fool's hope that they're even going to cover as sad as that is. Um, but I, I just, I, I, I don't have it in my soul anymore to pick Alabama in in a college football playoff, I'm just so done with it. Um, in terms of the over under, I, the, shit. I think the only way that you're that if you're Cincinnati, if you're going to cover or even have a chance, you're going to have to keep the score down. So I'm going to have to say under on this one, Matt. Uh, I mean, for all the points you made about Alabama and the real Alabama team, we can say the same thing with Cincinnati as we saw them struggle with a lot of even more mediocre teams than we saw Alabama struggle against. Look, look just, at do we have to maybe. talk about those guys? <laughs> so, um, for that reason alone, I, I mean, say what you want Shut about him. <laughs> Saban is going to have these boys ready to play Cincinnati, and I think he's going to have them ready to embarrass Cincinnati. Shut your uh, ass! I think that's kind of the mission in, in terms of what Nick's looking to do this, this season is – I think he heard the doubt. I think he heard the critique. And I think we saw the start of him turning things around, unfortunately, in the SEC championship game. So I'm going to take Alabama minus the, was it 13 and 13 a half? 13 and a half, yeah. yeah. 
Yep, I, I think two touchdowns is a safe bet. Um, and I'll take the over. I think I think Alabama's just gonna just gonna lay it on. Come after me, uh, EJ. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, this is easy for me. Look, look, Jim. I I want what you're saying to to be true. That since he actually not only covers, but actually wins this game. But you're again, you're giving Nick Saban an entire almost entire month to prepare for this game. Oh, I know. Uh, but look, like if, and if I'm being game, honest, you know, not only that, Jim, but also remember this is the best Alabama team we've ever seen ever. That's true. Ever of all time. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Right, but seriously, uh-huh. you know, at this point, look. It, Alabama, the, the thing is, and it holds true, like, which team is real, but Alabama gets every team's best shot pretty much every week because of who they are. You know what I'm saying? You have to give a little credit there. Like, teams like A&M and Auburn, you know, they're not that great, but because of familiarity and because of the, the conference, all that, you're going to get some games that may be a little closer or, by all means, you know, Alabama loses all outright, like, in an anomaly. But when it comes time to ball, Nick Saban, more times than not, shows up. It has his team's prepared. So, I hate to say this, but Bama wins. Bama win a blowout. They cover the spread, and uh, I would say, what was it fifty nine points? You said fifty eight. Fifty eight. I go under. I can see like I can see something like like a forty one to ten game here, or you know, something. I I hope I'm wrong, dude. I hope I'm wrong because I'm moving since I didn't win this game. But I, I guess if you, you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Logic, mm-hmm. you know, Alabama's a better team. Look, look again. We were praising Georgia all year long, and what happened? Yeah, and, and look, like I gotta say about that. Yeah, I mean, we were all saying that Georgia was hands down the far and away no tier one on this panel. Pick Georgia win that game. Oh, uh, Bama win that game. Nobody. Yeah. So no, we, all, and, we all thought Georgia was untouchable this season. Right. Yeah, and only won the game. They won in the blowout. They won the going away. Yeah, absolutely. And and oh. and I think you know, and and I I I I still think I, I think Georgia fooled a lot of people, all all of us included. Uh, you know, and and I'm not saying Georgia isn't one of the four best teams in college football, but they they fooled a lot of people. And these analysts that that should have had egg on their face and then had to spend all this time backtracking or just praising Alabama. I'm not I'm not I'm not d- downing on Alabama because of what they did in the SEC title game, but I I think that was as much about Georgia. Um, and you look you look at their schedule. Um, I think that was as much about Georgia as it is about Alabama. And look. I, I'm not under any disillusion that Cincinnati is going to keep this close. It's just right. for me, I, I got to make that pick because I'm just sick of I'm just sick of Alabama. I I'm pray just, you're right, brother. You know, I, pray you're right. I, I, I really am. Um, I'm going to be wrong here, so you know if it, it, it's what was the line in uh, the Miracle on Ice? If we played them ninety ninety or a hundred times, ninety nine times, they probably beat us, but not tonight. Let's. Let's hope. Can Al Michaels call this game? I know he works for NBC, but can we get him on on the call for this one, wow, please? Be awesome. But not Chris Collinsworth. Let's keep Chris Collinsworth at home. Uh, all right, let's go to the other one, the uh, the Orange Bowl. Number three, Georgia uh, taking on number two, Michigan. Georgia actually a seven-and-a-half-point favorite in this one. 45-and-a-half is your over-under uh, this one Friday, 7.30 Eastern time on ESPN. Um I think that seven and a half number is way too big. I I, I don't I, I don't know that, and yeah. I get it. You know, you're you're looking at the entire season as a whole, and we're seeing what Georgia did for an entire season. But to me, um, um I, you know, I think if you you look at you watch the film from that SEC title game, you, you don't think that Harbaugh and Gaddis and and that coaching staff can't can't draw up a similar game. 
um, you know, and, and use the weapons that they have, the run game that they have, the offensive line, uh, controlling the line of scrimmage and then, and then being able to spread the ball as well. Um, I, seven and a half is way too big a number. I mean, I'm, I'm predicting Michigan to win this game outright, but without a doubt cover that seven and a half. Um, and oh, that 45 and a half feels like a pretty good number. Um, and Georgia's probably, favorite, right? Uh, you, well, they're seven. It's seven and a half. Georgia's a favorite. Yeah, uh, forty-five and a half. I'm gonna go. I might go a slight under because I, you know, going to, to the same way I said that for Michigan to beat Ohio State, they're gonna have to control the ground game, control the clock, and 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 maybe keep the uh, the opposing offense off the field. So I'll go. I'll, I'll go under. Uh, Michigan plus in the under. EJ. The problem is. What we ba- the spread is the spread feels like it's based on only one thing, recency bias, based on a one game sample. The last thing time you saw Georgia play was was their absolute worst game of the year, which obviously because they- your mic cut out, bud. Can't hear you. All right, gotcha. how about that? <laughs> I mean, the spread feels way too big just to start there. I mean, if we use the entire year. As your as your, you know, way to figure out more. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm first of all, I'm going to win the whole, the whole damn thing, the whole, the whole, you know, tournament. I don't know. I I, I still have some doubts about Michigan. I have some some doubts. Um, and we keep using the whole like, well, you don't think Michigan do the same same thing that Bama did to Georgia? The problem is that it was Alabama. It wasn't any other team. It was Alabama? You know, and that's the thing. I I, I like a Bama in, in in Michigan plays and. We'll see what happens after this after this weekend. I would take Bam on a runaway. So I don't know. I, I I I'll take Michigan on the points, definitely. It's a close game. But I just does the, I think the big question here is is what we saw of Georgia three weeks ago a sign of things to come? That's the question. Was that the anomaly? Was that the opponent more so in more anything else? The the sample tells you Georgia's the better team still. Based on who they played and how they played, I mean, I'll, I would argue I'll, Michigan has more quality wins than Georgia does. If we're saying the Big Ten is of on level, we still all year long, even with the Big Ten having four or five teams in the, in the top ten, we were still saying, ah, yeah, but these teams suck anyway. Penn State, ah, whatever, Iowa. So again, it depends on how you view the Big Ten. Again, I'm rooting Michigan the whole thing. So I'm not. Right. Even t- but like, I mean, like, who's who's Georgia's best win? I gotta think back. I go with the schedule again. Um, Are you saying Clemson to start the year when it was a ten-three game that it was a pick six? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, Clemson turned out to be mediocre at absolute. By virtue of the stats, obviously, I would say Michigan's better wins. But again, that's if you're trusting the Big Ten that you that that the Big Ten was as good as we thought they were. That's all. You know, that's fair. Look, bottom line, I I like Michigan the points here. It's a close game. I see, and I'm gonna go under. I see a 23-20 ish type of game here. All right, uh, Matt. Yeah, well, I ultimately do think that Georgia does end up winning. Uh, I don't think it will be by more than a touchdown. It might be seven points exactly, but I don't think it would be. So that I'll take Michigan plus the seven and a half because they they could very well end up winning. I wouldn't be shocked if they did. Um, so I, I think that Michigan with the points is the safe bet. Um, and I, I think that the defenses on both sides of the or both teams are strong enough that we're not going to see a shootout here. I don't think either offense is equipped for a shootout. 
uh, as we certainly saw in the SEC championship game, mm-hmm. and score a side of the Big Ten championship game that the Iowa <laughs> offense is just it, it's cute that they made it there. Um, but <laughs> it is what it is. So I, I think the under is a safe play. If you're doing a parlay, I would take Michigan plus seven and a half in the under. Right. I think you'll you'll have a good day betting. All right. I just, go, go no, go ahead, Adrian. I, was like, I, I just think under the day of these four teams. The big mystery is Georgia. Yeah. What we saw coming into the SEC title game, what we saw coming out of the SEC title game, it's night and day. So which one is real? Which one is the real Georgia team? You know, you know what I'm saying? That's the big mystery here. Like we I like I I have an idea who Michigan is. I have an idea who Cincinnati is in Alabama. Georgia, and and if you're if you're saying that the schedule was not as good as as you as as we as advertised, if, if that's the argument here, Jim, which is actually is a good argument. Versus also the, the the idea that Big Ten had a lot of top ten teams throughout the year, but again, a lot of them, a lot of them were Iowa's and the you know the Penn States of the world, and they faded out quickly. Michigan State's faded out quickly. You know that's the, that's the thing here. I we I you can't. It's hard to pinpoint Georgia if what we saw was a sign of things to come. I, I I would rather trust the larger sample than the small recent one. But that's just me. Yeah, and again, that Alabama was the team they lost to. On top of that, and I mean the the, the thing with Georgia, is, you know, is, is like looking over their schedule. I mean, like their, their schedule didn't turn out to be much of anything at all. Right, right. Um, you know, and but I'm not taking away the fact that what their their average margin of victory was probably something in the high 20s or or low 30s. Um, mm-hmm. I I think they're. The, the funny thing is, I think their best win may have been that that game versus Kentucky in October, the 30 to 13 game. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they beat Arkansas. Teams that were ranked when they played them were Clemson, Arkansas, Auburn, and Kentucky. Obviously mm-hmm. in Alabama, but they didn't beat Alabama. So, like, I, I, Kentucky is their best win, maybe. Clemson still may be their best win, but certainly not anything uh, what, what what Clemson was supposed to be. Um, right, of course. You know, and, and, you know, Michigan, I mean, they, they, they played their best ball down the stretch. You know, they, they, they finally beat Ohio State and, and beat them up ugly um you know outside mm-hmm. of that you know you, you you don't you don't see murderers row through that schedule and, so and this is why we said this was this was a fascinating year because a lot of things that we were starting to so georgia was a consistent up up until the you know conference championship week you know they were the consistent team of the year yeah up to that point everybody else like you, you bind this one team then they get knocked out and no team comes in and they get knocked out ohio state started slow and we thought oh they're done now they're, they, they made a run late in the year for michigan so it was a fascinating year where we couldn't necessarily stick to a narrative with one team because every time we got we thought the narrative was was so it changed sure you know and and then with george we thought okay well at least george is a consistent one and then what happened in atlanta early december yeah. so it's one of those things where are we believing the larger sample or are we will be leaving the short sample but yet the short sample was the recent one and it was against Alabama, who probably is the best team still in college football. That's the question. Mm-hmm. I guess we'll find out over the next uh, next couple of weeks. Uh, cancellations. Can- possible cancellations aside. Uh, but let's Don't go. Jinx to- it, Don't jinx it. No, come on <laughs> let's uh, go to the uh, New Year's Six games. Uh, we start uh, Thursday night, 7 o'clock on ESPN. It is the Peach Bowl. Number 10, Michigan State, a two-and-a-half point favorite against number 12, uh, Pittsburgh 56 is your over under on this one. Um, good God. Would have been a great game if everyone didn't say, I'm not playing. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. That's always the big wrinkle in all of this. Go, go, um, go to the wall, whatever happened, whatever hits, whatever stick. Um, 
Because I assume what I assume Pickett's not playing, right? I didn't. Pickett's for sure out. For sure out. Walker's for sure out. <laughs> Jesus, right? what an awful play. game! Um, give me Pitt because they have the cooler uniforms. Uh, Pitt plus and the under because nobody's playing. <laughs> Matt. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll take Pitt just because I, I don't really care for Michigan State. Um, and yeah, the under because we're gonna see two true freshmen quarterback on each team and true freshman running backs. Awesome. <laughs> a big, a big six, three. Finish. Three. Uh, EJ. Thing sucks. I'll take Pitt, man. And I'll take the under as well. Like whatever. Just take, here's a dart. Throw it to the wall. Whatever happens. Perfect. Good uh fiesta ball game that you know as far as i've seen besides what hamilton and williams i think most guys from notre dame i haven't seen a lot dropping from uh, oklahoma state uh but number five notre dame a one and a half point favorite against number nine oklahoma state 45 and a half is your over under this one saturday at one o'clock uh on espn um i mean no mystery i'm not picking against notre dame in this one um i i think this is one of the more or probably the most, especially you know, especially when you're looking at teams whose whose players are are not playing in games that have been canceled. But um, I think as a college football game, th- this one's fascinating. You have an Oklahoma State team that was l- like a literal half inch from probably the college football playoff. You have a Notre Dame team that is playing with a chip on their shoulder after losing their head coach, and I think that's going to be the big difference. You know, I said if once Brian Kelly left and they named Marcus Freeman the the head coach, I said. Man, what I you know, I I wanted, I wanted Cincinnati to get into the playoff, but I also wanted them to lose because I wanted to see what Notre Dame could do, uh, with this fire behind them, uh, with the new head coach. So I think Notre Dame wins this one. I think they're going to win it handedly. Um, F it, I'll pick the over. Uh, EJ, Notre Dame running a runaway, honestly, and uh, I'll take the uh over as well. All right, Matt. Yeah, make it a clean sweep. I think minus one and a half is pretty much a pick at that point. So, sure. Um, Notre Dame either way, uh, and, and definitely the over. I think even though Notre Dame's defense, I think, really turned it on towards the end of the year, I think Oklahoma State has enough that, that they'll score a few touchdowns as well. I also think also they're fired up, too, with the new coach also. There's something to play for here. Yeah. Even though the whole game doesn't really matter, but it's something to play for. So Notre Dame, I think, will play for their coach, of course. Yeah, I think, I think they want to get that win for him and, and, yeah. and start things going in the right direction before a, a big opening game to start next season. So, yeah. um, Rose Bowl, number six, Ohio State, four-and-a-half-point favorite against number 11, Utah, 64-and-a-half uh, is your over-under Saturday at 5 o'clock on ESPN. Uh, saw a bunch of guys have have dropped from uh, Ohio State um, for this game. I still don't think it's going to matter. I don't think Utah's that good. Give me Ohio State plus and the over. Matt. So Ohio State's getting four or giving four and a half? They are a four and a half point favorite. Okay. Yeah. I, either way, um, I think you could give them 14 and a half. I think <laughs> Ohio State covers that. Um Nothing against Utah, but the, their signature win is what Oregon, twice, Oregon twice, Oregon, yeah. Oregon's not that great of a team anyway, so um, I'll, I'll take the over as well, um, just because I think both teams have the ability to score a lot of points. Sure. But I think Ohio State wins handily. All right, EJ. There you go. Sorry about that. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go differently. I'm going to go Utah here. Just cause. 
What are you upset? Fuck it. And plus, I hate Notre Dame. I, I hate uh, Ohio State anyway, too. So I mean, I don't. Oh, like, I don't. I like, hate Ohio State. Yeah, so, I mean, they're my bottom three worst teams. I can't stand the college football. <laughs> well, give, me, give me, give me Utah just because I want to, and I'll take the over as well. Okay, so who I mean, are the you're three? Four and a half points too, so you might come within the field goal. There you go. <laughs> who are the? Okay, so who are the three that you hate the most? Miami, 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 Florida, Florida oh. and and Ohio State. Uh, Miami. Well, I don't know. Miami's at top bottom three, but they're definitely close to it. As a definitely Florida State three. fan, you're going to tell me Miami is <laughs> not your most hated? You said that the Florida State Miami rivalry it is, is one but, of the but, best. But there is some respect though between the two, two schools, to some degree. There is some respect to the schools. We both hate Florida. Both schools hate Florida. I mean, we say this, and Jim roots for Michigan every week too, as a Notre Dame fan. So, no, all right, say, Steeler fan, I, whatever you got to tell me. I would, I would say definitely Florida, definitely uh, Ohio State, and I guess it's tough to be Miami and Notre Dame. I guess you pick it. I, I mean, I don't know why Notre Dame and Florida State hasn't been a rivalry since what ninety three. Yeah, like how <laughs> is it not Miami? I'm calling well, it. It's easily Notre Dame, Miami. Notre Dame, well, you guys no, made it no, easier no, to hate no, Notre Dame anymore. You guys are the easier date, Notre Dame. My God, man, I'm almost gonna call in your uh, your Florida State credentials. I mean, Jim, Jim, who are your bottom three? Uh, USC for sure. Ding. Um, Ding. Close too. USC is my bottom five, definitely. Penn State because I live in Pennsylvania. Yep, that, that's um, in my bottom three. <laughs> man, and like, I feel like fuck, like. Like I almost want to say Alabama right now because I'm just so sick of them. Um, so yeah, I'll probably go Alabama because, like, I mean, in a previous life, it probably would have been Michigan, right? <laughs> but you know, personal preservation keeps me from saying. That's how I mean, you, you have a reason. Have no, a reason. no, Michigan's top two for me. Michigan's so top maybe, two. maybe I mean, I, and I would even like Michigan State probably could have made that cut a while ago, but Notre Dame doesn't play them as much anymore. You have three yeah. favorites. Teams like, like you have your favorite, of course. You have two of those that you kind of like. Like I, I like mine's four. State opposite number one. Well, hold on, got, Matt. Who? So you're who's your third? My third is Michigan. Okay. Oh really? Yeah. Mm. Makes sense. There's a lot of there. Do you have like favorites and stuff? Like maybe a top three favorites, even though you have the number one. You have two schools. That you maybe like below that you respect a little bit. I mean, so it's like Notre Dame, obviously one. Uh, Michigan right. would be my two now. Right. Um. um... <laughs> See, See, is, hey, my, my wife loves Penn State, and they're still in my bottom three. <laughs> I actively root against them. <laughs> <laughs> my wife holds you influenced by my team. Sorry about that. No, mine is obviously Florida State number one, but I got Michigan number two, and then I have Auburn number three, actually. Okay. I'm trying to think if there's other schools that like I'll watch and actively root for. I, for a while... Wake Forest was kind of fun to, to pull for, and now they're not anymore. Um, they're just sad. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's, <laughs> it's, it is what it is. It's kind of weird too. The other one I kind of root for once in a while, Michigan State, because Matt Johnson went there. So okay, I mean, I always like I always kind of liked Oregon because like the uniforms and their uh, their fight song is my high is my high school alma mater. Oh, nice. Um, so I would probably I would probably go Oregon probably as my number three. Mm-hmm. If I had to go in number three or like, you know, army, uh, army slash Navy. Cause like, right. it, you know, yeah. it's always kind of a cool, 
Yeah, even uh, though Navy is a rival, there's just such respect with that one. That yeah, it's, I'll, it's I'll not, always root for them when they're not playing. Notre yeah, Dame. it's not it's not like an ugly game between the two. Right, exactly. All right, one more New Year's Six game before we move to the NFL. Uh, we got the Sugar Bowl. The uh, number eight Old Miss, one and a half point favorite against number seven Baylor. Fifty five is your over under. Eight forty five Saturday night uh, on ESPN. Um, good lord. Old Miss plus, I get. I don't even like. I don't know who's playing. Like the Big Twelve still just feels just gross. Like not good at all. Like I'm not saying Old Miss is great, but I'll go Old Miss plus and the over because I just feel like neither of these teams are going to care about defense. EJ Baylor over next. Matt, <laughs> um, I actually will take Baylor as well and the over. I think they're riding the high after knocking out Oklahoma State. I think they'll carry that momentum. All right, very good. Um, also, football season. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, mean I, I usually do, but this season has just been so tough between peak players leaving and like half the rosters being decimated due to COVID. Well, that doesn't help either. Yeah. But- yeah, I mean, we lost you again, EJ. Last couple of years, like I know we were we were talking about this yeah. last week with Kyle. Yeah. Like, just the last couple of years, if if it's not Notre Dame or now with Michigan, like I don't, I don't care. And 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 even even like the playoff games, the last couple of years, it's like why why am I going to waste time watching Georgia, Clemson, or Alabama go to a championship again? So like, at least give me so you know at least this year that there's at least a hope of possibly something a little bit different. Right. There's uh, no hope. <laughs> there's no hope or dope <laughs> um all right unfortunately Gambling purposes only is the reason i watch these bowl games exactly the only light you work give it give it them is, is, is regenerate that's it there you go uh unfortunately um just just this evening breaking news coming across uh the line the the legendary john madden um head football coach with uh with the raiders longtime broadcaster and and much more just the, like ambassador for the game of football passing away at the age of, uh, of 85 the NFL released a statement. It was uh, unexpected. Um, you know, and like, so we, we, you know, I just, we, we couldn't not talk about it. I mean, you know, for, for three of us and, and anybody kind of in our generation or, or, um, a little bit younger and, 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 and older, um, like John Madden goes hand in hand with the game of football. Um, you know, from, from, I mean, we were talking a little bit before we went on air. I mean, growing up, the, 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 the memory I have of the, of football, cause it's the, the, the way it was covered when we were growing up is not the same. It's covered now. It, it, it was, it's not this regional coverage and all of this. I mean, it was, it was the, you know, the, the biggest teams were on TV pretty much every week. Uh, so that's kind of how, one of the main ways I, I fell in love with the Cowboys is they were on my TV every single week growing up when I was starting to, to learn and watch the game of football. And most of those times, John Madden and Pat Summerall were calling those games. He's the voice of my childhood. And, you know, I mean, I started, I was looking back, I was looking back over the, the list of, of Madden football games. And, and I think my, I think I played like the first, if it wasn't the first one in 88, I know for a fact I played the one that came out, like the second John Madden football that came out in 1990, which then, of course, 
birthed into the uh, the Madden wasn't NFL. It, wasn't that the first one though? Ninety the first the first uh, one. Eighty eight was actually the first one. Um, it was uh, it, you know it it was it came out uh for uh, MS DOS and the Commodore sixty four. It then right okay. uh, then right. came out um in 1990 with Sega Genesis with the same game. Right, that's the one I had. Okay, also. so yeah, that that's what it was. So I, you know that that was the first the one in 1990 was the first one uh for actual like game consoles. Right, that's the one I I recognize. You know, so it it that's where it started for me, man. Like it started with the very first one and I still play them uh to this very day. I mean, it's it's obviously changed a bit. Madden doesn't even have his voice uh on the game anymore, but um I mean, the guy's a legend. The guy's an absolute legend um and and you know, I know we recorded the the documentary the other night. I'm, I want to make sure I sit and watch that over this weekend because uh, I heard it's just phenomenal. But man, uh, EJ, I'll go to you first. Um, your, your thoughts on the passing of John Madden? Yeah, well, all three. I got all NFC East fans here: Eagles fan here, Cowboys, Giants, and obviously Madden played a tremendous part in in in, in especially broadcasting games that the Eagles, Giants, and Cowboys were on, especially in, in our childhood. You know, when I got into football. That was my first exposure, you know, to broadcasting was Pat Summerall and John Madden. That was my first major exposure of, you know, football. And uh, it's like every big game, obviously, he was, he was, they were the 18. They they were, they are, Summerall and Madden were, is basically what Joe Buck and Joe Troy means to Fox or what Jim Nance and Tony Romo is to, to, to CBS. And even bigger than that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's weird to compare that because Madden and Summerall, I mean, they are the, in not just football, but like the sports as a whole are the creme de creme. Mount Rushmore of best broadcasting teams in anything, including wrestling, including wrestling. Like it, it, it just fit. It was, it was, it was, it was beautiful. And if you wanted to be a broadcaster or whatever, that's kind of how you, that was the standard. Do like Summerall. Do like Madden because Madden was great. Matt, Madden was his great. Summerall set him up so well, and Madden just came in with his little, you know, the charts and all the little cool things he did. God, he was so great, man. And, and the thing was, he was so simple. It wasn't like he was like. Trying to be like this, like oh, like, I'm, I'm out, 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 teach the room. He was, he kept it simple, you know. And had I love when he'll he like, like a, you know, replay a play, and then say, say, say like a hitter, uh, um, a linebacker hits the hits the, hits the running back, he goes boom. Like, like, oh yeah, back. it's just those 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 little things he did made broadcast special. Yeah, like I saw, uh, I saw um uh, a, a video the NFL um posted. Like NFL uh, social uh-huh. media, and like he was talking about like like why he used the word boom, and it, like it was so simple because I'm like it when if you, if if two men of that size hit each other that hard, like that's that, that's, that's what it is. Like it, it, it's it's a boom. So it's like you know it's so simple, but like you know sometimes I feel like broadcasters they they, they try to carve out their own like niche in the world of, of broadcasting. They almost right. They almost and make it, it too comp- too complicated. I shared tonight too, also, and I shared in a text as well, uh, Jim. You know, Pat Summerall and John Madden had broadcasting my probably my certainly my one of my biggest childhood moments in sports, but certainly one of my one of the top three or four moments in sports history for me anyway was the uh, NFC title game, nineteen ninety Niners and Giants, and you know that was a big moment for me because the Niners were on the verge of three peating, two wins away from being the only team to three peat in NFL history, and the Giants won that game in Candlestick Park um, to go to the Super Bowl against Buffalo. And if you watch that last two minutes, I shared that clip before, prior to the kick and what the, and just them talking about the kick and they're talking about what the Matt Barris was saying to, you know, and he says he stays 10 feet away from the players to calm himself down. This and that and things like that, man, is what made him so special. 
and and that of course that kick was you know incredible and you know some are all saying there'll be there'll be no three peat to this day music my ears love it uh matt your thoughts yeah i mean i think madden himself was so generational just for the things he did outside of the sport of football Mm -hmm. um a lot of the the pop culture things he did you know as kids uh, the film little giants i remember john madden being a big part (laughs) of that and the turducken being like a huge thing that everyone talked about on thanksgiving day with football and the tough actings and acting commercials. And of course, <laughs> the video game. I mean, how many kids these days watch football because they got into Madden football through the video game? I remember a lot of nights in college that I spent playing that video game. And, and I think that kept my interest in football for, for mm-hmm. quite some time. Not that I had ever really lost it, but I mean, playing the game, you get to know the different players. I mean, I, I think fantasy kind of, became what it was because so many people had these different interests in the video game. Not that, you know, Madden developed the video game, but his right. name's tied to it. And so it's synonymous. So, so that's something that I think a lot of people don't even really think about in, in terms of why, you know, football is important to them and, and how many of those significances can be tied back to John Madden and, you know, his, his acting um, you know, being in films and making sure that he was kind of the, the face of the NFL for different movies that had football ties to them. I think it's a huge thing that he just kind of bridged that gap towards a lot of people who then saw the guy and then started listening to him call games and, and got more into football. And I think that that needs to to be noticed. I mean, it's, it's just the importance outside of the game he had beyond just what he did as a coach, as a commentator. It gets forgotten, too, because, like, his broadcast career was so great that you forget he actually won a Super Bowl as it was a pretty successful coach in the 70s. Oh, yeah. I mean, great Because coach. the was so big. Yeah, I mean, people, I think people uh, a little older than us probably remember him more as a coach because that, that was, you know, that was before my time. So, um, you know, generations before us have a different attachment to John Madden. I mean, they love him as a, as a broadcaster, too, but um yeah i mean knowing him as a as a as a as a coach uh as well there's this funny is it's an amusing clip uh it was a it was a cowboys game and i I, they were talking him and summer are talking about troy aikman trying to grow a beard and just like so like they're like the the humor that they incorporate into their broadcast like a 40 second clip i'm gonna i'm gonna hit here and you noticed uh pat troy aikman's trying to grow a beard and he just can't do it i mean you know the blonde-haired guys a lot of them have trouble but i can't even i'm looking as close as i can and i can't see any beard but he's been that's a four-day beard it's, isn't it? it's a passive attempt but it's very very passive <laughs> here's terry allen out to about the 20. there it is you know here it is but see i mean i mean he got a little in here and a little up there here, but he doesn't have anything here at all. Watch when you take him up, up, he doesn't have anything going say, up in there. You gotta get him tired. He just had his 29th <laughs> birthday. I know, but I don't think he's doing a very good. I'd quit. I mean, you know, I mean, <laughs> and you notice uh, Pat Troy Aikman's just a classic. I mean, classic. and notice how they, 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 they space both of the guys, they space. And they Absolutely. I, I think yeah. that's something that gets so lost, not just, um, uh, not just in football, but almost in, in, in every broadcast anymore. Um, in, in any sport in, in pro wrestling, I know the three of us are, are heavy into wrestling is like commentators don't let anything breathe. Like let the action, 
speak you know like and it's it's we're we're watching it you know we're not listening to the to the radio like you gotta you gotta paint the picture on radio we're we're watching the picture you know you don't you need to tell us every little thing um that happens and and you know so and and two you know i i think back and i, and I compare it now and i know the rules in, in in the game of football have changed dramatically and have they've added so many more that nobody can keep track of all of them but when you watch those guys they knew you know if they if there was a question about a play on the sideline if there was a question about you know not that there was a whole lot of questions about what was a catch and not a catch back then but right. those guys knew like they didn't have to go to rules experts anything like that they knew the game um oh, yeah. and you know that's something that i think is lost uh now as well uh any other thoughts yeah. on 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 john madden his life his career before we move on what uh question for you guys uh I mean, you guys played video games growing up. What was your favorite Madden game? Oh, man. It would either have been Madden 64, just because that's when I really got into it. Mm -hmm. um, or then, man, I can't remember. What Probably was, like 08. What was the what was the, the, the one where Michael Vick was a cheat code? Was that like 04? 04. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh four stands out, man. Yeah, <laughs> we're like some of those early nine, like those mid nineties <laughs> ones. I want to say, like this, like the the ones on, for like Super Nintendo. Yeah, I, I kind of checked out for a, little, a couple of years at, in the early two thousands, turn of millennium. Uh, my my uh, favorite one was ninety two. Actually, I used to love using the Buffalo Bills. Okay. That Jim Kelly off of the Thurman Thomas, and and even and I, I I'll, I'll admit this, even in the mid nineties, I actually didn't mind using the Cowboys as well. You know. Just because you know, so I, I always use the Steelers because Jerome Bettis could not be tackled in that. <laughs> yeah, before, like, he bounced <laughs> off of everyone. Yeah, oh man, he just handed to bus uh, an off tackle and he'd take it sixty yards slowly. Yeah, but he'd get there. <laughs> yeah, oh four has probably got to be my favorite. Like, yeah, you, you just nice whatever, football. whatever, you know, because you, we would do, you know, we would do, um, you know, seasons and and with leagues with like friends of mine and stuff, and you would. uh you would always do the like the fantasy draft, and you would all try and make sure you get Michael Vick. If you got Michael Vick, yeah, you, know, you, you, you were you were you were golden. Just roll. So you out, remember, roll out, run up the sideline. Do you guys remember the early Sega, Sega Genesis the, from the early nineties? Mm -hmm. Okay, so you know the controllers had the uh, like the when you, the inside the controllers it had like a metal thing to catch it to you know snap it in. Yeah. Well, I I got a Sega Genesis in ninety two on my birthday, and those to make unfortunately. One of my, my little brother or sister, I can't remember who it was, but one of them accidentally pulled the control while it was oh, in there. No. So, so the thing bent. One piece Ooh. of the control bent. So there's a there's a glitch on the game as a result. Oh. So basically for a good year or two, if I was running the ball, if if you let it go by itself, it will go to the right on automatically. So I had to make sure I had to enter it. Sounds like the original Xboxes. If yeah, you, if you, yeah, if you, yeah. if you, so bad, dude. If I you accidentally bumped the control stick, it yeah. would, everything would just, <laughs> I remember having to use, you, you know, use Durbin Thomas and whatever. And I had to put me sure go, not go to left, go to right. You know, it was horrible dude. But you know, rest in peace. Yeah. All, one of the all time greats. Mount Rushmore broadcasters, play by play guys. Certainly. You know, influential and on so many facets of his life. You know, yeah. I, that, that, this one hit me hard. It did. Yeah, I would even argue if you're making a, a Mount Rushmore of football in general, Madden's probably on there just for what he did as a coach and commentator. Well, yeah, as an influence on, on the entire sport, he's definitely in the Mount Rushmore. Not quite oh yet. yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, 
Let's take a look at the playoff picture. We'll kind of do it the same way we did last week. We'll start in the AFC. We'll look at uh, the standings and where we're at going into uh, week 17, which is not the final week of the regular season anymore. Um, The only team that has clinched a playoff spot in the AFC is the Kansas City Chiefs. They have clinched the AFC West. Wait, my Chiefs. <laughs> EJ, if we're going to start naming your teams, we're going to go a lot longer than this show. <laughs> you have to, you have to give him that. He has been riding the chief Good. train for so long this season. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. You're so chief. for it. That shit right. You get to fucking nail me into the wall for picking him with being my five because he went two and four, two and whatever. Be consistent and praise me, buddy. Oh, <laughs> uh, then we have the Tennessee Titans, the number currently the second seed. They are leading the AFC South. The Bengals leading the AFC North, and the Buffalo Bills leading the AFC East. Uh, your wild card teams as of right now are the Colts at nine and six, the Patriots at nine and six, and the Dolphins at eight and seven. Um, teams Ooh. still on the bubble uh, in the AFC are at eight and seven: Chargers, Raiders, Ravens. Steelers seven seven and one, and it's seven and eight. The Browns and the Broncos. Um, we'll start here. Do the four current division leaders? Well, I guess I should say three division leaders since the Chiefs have locked up the West. Um, Titans, Bengals, Bills. Do any of them not win their division? Matt. If if anyone, I could see the Bengals not, but I would say. I would say that they do. Okay, EJ, Bengals do. They they wrapped up this week, they, not officially, but because of the big win against the Ravens, they now have a two actually have a two game lead now with two to go because of the tiebreaker. So Bengals will lock it up. They, they, I have confidence they'll, they'll finish the deal, and the Ravens schedule is not is not very pretty either going forward. Um, obviously Chiefs locked up ready. I I have a look at the schedule for the uh, the the Bills and the and the Patriots moving forward. Um. Who's on the team there? T- Tennessee. Uh, yeah, Tennessee. Tennessee up. Tennessee's schedule lightens up now. They 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 passed a major test being San Francisco last week on Thursday Night Football. That's a major win for them. Um, so while the Colts are on fire, I just think Tennessee with the tiebreaker plus the game lead is just too much to get over, to to overcome. Plus so the Wentz this weekend. Well, although the the, the new protocols, uh, yeah, with the new protocols, he could potentially be back. Um, okay. Yeah, and maybe Philip Rivers will get called back. That's one ah. of the hot rumors of the day. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think out of these three, unfortunately, I, you know, the, the Colts, I think can still, um, can, can still win out, but you're going to, like we said, you're going to need the, the Titans to lose a couple. I don't know if they will. Um, to me, the, the one is the bills. I got to see, I got to see more, you know, they had a, a big win this past week, but, um, I'm, uh, I'm not a hundred percent sold on them yet. So then while What's that? I, have this I, have this I, I think Buffalo will, will close the deal. Um, their schedule is pretty promising. They got through the biggest the biggest hurdle this week, winning in Foxborough. Falcons next week, and then the Jets close the year out. That's their schedule. I mean, by all accounts, they should win those, but they've lost games that they shouldn't have lost already this year. Right. The Patriots, meanwhile, I know one is the Dolphins. The other one this week they play, they play the Jaguars. So a little more of a hurdle for the for the Patriots, and for the record, the Pats do not play well historically in Miami this time of year, especially too. Um, so something to look at, even with even with Brady. Um, wild card teams: Colts, Patriots, Dolphins. Do you think any of them do not make the playoffs? EJ, Colts are in. Colts are in. I said it 
two weeks ago, Colts are in. Uh, who's on the team? You said Patriots uh, and Dolphins. Pats are in as well too. They'll find a way to get in no matter what. Um, the Dolphins are the one that's it's, it's the weird one, and their schedule's a little toughy to end the year. They play Tennessee this week, and they play as I said, the Patriots to close out the year. So the, the Dolphins are a little more of the on the edge thing. We'll see how that plays out. They do have the tiebreaker over Baltimore, which is good for them. Uh, but I, I, definitely, I definitely lock them two to three. Locking up definitely Colts. Locking up the uh, the, the the Patriots. All right, Matt. Um, I would say if any of those three don't make it, I, I would say it would be the Dolphins. Yeah, I'm in agreement. Um, you know, I know they've won seven in a row, but they haven't really beaten anybody in that seven in a row. So uh, yeah. these next two weeks are going to be going to be pretty telling they, for them. They certainly put a, a hurting on Ian Book. Oof. <laughs> oh yeah. Whoa. Yikes. That... I'll tell you what, as a you know, Dolph, you know, I live in Dolphin Country, of course. You know, those those losses to Atlanta and Jacksonville look bad right now because you those, those are wins because they lost by field goals in those, in those games. Yeah, yeah, they're in the driver's seat if they, if they don't lose the they might be the division leader. They probably are, yeah. Well, yeah, so, I mean, if you take two, you know, two more wins, they'd be ten and five, which would be yeah. one better than the Bills. Yeah, so I mean, these every when I say, when I say every game matters in the NFL, it really matters. Sure does, absolutely. I mean, when you only have set, you know seventeen now, I mean, it, it's still a, it's a small margin of error. It's a small margin yeah, of error. Absolutely. All right, uh, let's look at the NFC. Um, Packers have clinched the North. Cowboys have clinched the East. The Rams have clinched a playoff spot, lead the West. Uh, the Buccaneers have clinched the NFC South. Uh, the Cardinals have clinched a playoff spot. They are currently second in the West. So five out of seven playoff spots in the NFC uh, have been locked up. There are two still in play. Your wild card teams, if the if this uh, playoff started this week, would be the 49ers, 8-7, and seven, and the Eagles, 8-7. and seven. Uh, On the bubble are the uh, Vikings, Falcons, and Saints at 7-8, and eight, and Washington at 6-9. and nine. Um, do the, okay. So we'll start with the division. The only division still in doubt Cardinals or Rams. Do the Rams lose their grip on the West or, uh, will they clinch the division? Matt, I'd say they clinch what we've seen out of the Cardinals the last few weeks is that that they might win their games, but I I think that the Rams are the safer pick at this point. EJ. Uh, all four of these teams are going to win division. Well, obviously, Packers and Cowboys did. Um, Rams will win the division, and mo- mostly because of the Cardinals not doing the job. <laughs> you know, do it that way. Um, Bucks, of course. You know, they, I think they won the division. Yeah, they're, that's already locked up. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. Cool. I think the Rams, the Rams are trending in the right direction. The Cardinals are trending in the wrong direction. In fact, I'll go further. I what you see here, these seven teams. This is your playoffs right here. Nothing changes just two weeks. Okay, so it. you don't you don't think that the okay. Any of the teams on the bubble looking in will catch no. San Francisco or Philly? No, no. All right, Matt. because look at schedules. Matt, how about you? I don't think so either. I think the the Vikings um, have to play the Packers this week. Is that correct? Correct. Uh, yes. The Packers are still playing for the the one seed, so they're going to trounce them. Yeah. And the the Saints are pretty much out of it. Um, even if they would come back and, and win their last two, and Philly just needs to win one. They already have the tiebreaker, so I, I yeah. think that, that what we're seeing is what we're going to get. Yeah, you know, I, I'm looking at it this way. The 49ers uh, have the Texans and the Rams. Um, I know the Rams 
could still catch the number one spot, but they probably won't. Um, so how much are the Rams going to be playing for in that final week? Um, you know, especially with the Cardinals trending the way they are, uh, the Eagles, they have what the Washington Washington and and the Cowboys and the Cowboys, um, but they can clinch with a win and a Packers win this week. So by all accounts, the Eagles are probably going to lock it up this week. Um, yeah, I mean, Saints bad. I mean, Washington has to win out and, and what probably still get help somewhere. A lot um, of help, I think. Probably not <laughs> happening. Um, Giants are out, right? Giants are out? Uh, yes, yes. I think they were out in October oh, or something like that. I think um, they were out in week two. Yes. Week two. I had them out for fucking week <laughs> you know, two. I look at it this way. The Falcons have the Bills and the Saints. So the Saints have the Falcons and the panthers with with what's going on in new orleans right now i have no confidence that they can uh, do that and the vikings have the packers not going to beat the packers this week especially because it's going to be in prime time and um then they play the bears but but with that week 18 matchup shouldn't probably even matter because the 49ers eagles probably going to lock things up this week um yeah i I think these are your these are your seven teams the nfc it's over all right, let's go to the pickums. We'll go through those, and then you know we'll we'll analyze EJ for this week. Uh, Pick him proud me like I was like a fucking surgeon. I mean, <laughs> you're, yeah, you're the science experiment. Uh, all right, let's start Sunday one o'clock. The eleven and four Chiefs, sorry, five point road favorite at the nine and six Bengals. Forty nine is your over under this one. One o'clock on CBS. Um, you know, both teams trending in the right direction. Uh, the Chiefs still on a roll. Um, but, you know, I, I'm not – I can't discredit them. It's unfortunate. I've been trying to discredit them for a number of weeks, and, and it just – it's becoming harder and harder to discredit that team. But, um, you know, I, trying, I, I mean, I'm trying. But <laughs> I, I, I still I still don't think in this stretch they, they've really had a challenging opponent, my Cowboys included, uh, and EJ's Cowboys, of course. Um, but, uh, I, I like the Bengals at home here, uh, at least to cover, I'm going to take them to win outright. You know, I think coming off that huge win last week, there's a swagger with this team. I think they really are starting to feel it. They want to lock everything up this week. So I like the Bengals at home. Um, and I'm going to take the over, you know, the, the chiefs defense is not very good. Um, they, they've looked better over the last month, but look at who they've played over the last month. I think I think this is going to be an eye-opening game there, and uh, the Chiefs can score. They've been starting to that offense is starting to move in the right direction. So definitely taking the over, Matt. Um, so I think that swagger is going to come crashing down when they don't get to play a third-string quarterback <laughs> who was just signed minutes before the actual kickoff uh-uh. of the game. Um, I think that Pat Mahomes is kind of leading this team they want to win they want to keep making statements so i will take the chiefs to win and jackson mahomes to tiktok dance on the 50 yard line um matt all right ej people like you is why the chiefs keep winning games you know that james right yeah, you keep talking about the team all the time and, and this will keep happening strange thing here too though like the line the line opened chiefs minus um chiefs minus one to like minus five and a half like in the span of two days well, what happens Vegas bet big on Chiefs minus one. <laughs> um, look, I, I, I think it could be a close game. I might just say that in points here, to be honest with you, but KC has something to play for still because they can't. If Tennessee keeps winning, 
and Chiefs has one hiccup. Tennessee's number one seed. In case we don't know that, Tennessee did beat KC this year, <laughs> early in the year. So KC doesn't play for us. So I like the Chiefs win this game. I, 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 you know what? Screw it. I'm thinking Chiefs to cover this game. Let me flip that up because the Chiefs need this game badly. And I, I think they're in a point now where they hear people like Big Jim here doubting the team every week. <laughs> so we're going to put, you know, put your foot in your grass and whatever. So <laughs> give me Dude. KC and give me the over. <laughs> hey, fuck you, buddy. Uh-huh. <laughs> um. All right. Uh, Dolphins, the eight and seven Dolphins at the ten and five Tennessee Titans, a three point home favorite. Uh, forty one is your over under this one. One o'clock on CBS on Sunday. Um, huge game. It's a. It is a big game. I mean, the Dolphins can what they they can clinch. Uh, probably clinch their playoff spot if they I, no they need get to win the win hander vir- virtually. You know, they're they're in the driver's seat. Um, you know what? Screw it. I, I, I've been, I've, if I'm going to keep banging the drum on this Tennessee team, not being as good as their record shows, I might as well make a pick for it. So I'm going to go dolphins, uh, to win outright and obviously going to cover that three. Um, I'm going to go under, I don't, I don't, I mean, I, the dolphins defense is real good. They're going to contain the Tennessee mm-hmm. offense. I, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of, I mean, Waddle's looking real good, but I don't have the utmost confidence in the Dolphins' offense. So I'm going to go a slight under that 41, EJ. I pray I'm wrong, man, but I think, God, Tennessee is playing good football now. Big win against San Francisco last week, man. A team that we people will say is a little scary in the playoffs, and they'll make the playoffs, and they'll get in. I hope I'm wrong, but I got Tennessee to cover three and a half points slightly, and I'll take the under as well. Matt. I will take the Dolphins with the points. I think Tennessee wins on a last-minute field goal, um, and I certainly will take the under as well. I mean, yeah, they beat the 49ers, but the they've also lost to the Texans, the Patriots, the and Jets. the Steelers. The Jets, too. Um, in, I mean, just in the last, like, month. I'm just talking. I mean, the, the Patriots and Steelers are teams in a playoff hunt still, though. Yeah, but- I mean, the Steelers aren't good. Man. Look, look, hey, like, I know you got to defend look, one of your teams, look, but but are they we, are not good. Well, I mean, are we saying they're Super Bowl contenders? No. Now, we had a debate about this actually earlier, um, Mr. Uh, Jim here, about the Titans, because there's rumors about Derrick Henry. Oh, we lost you. Yeah, uh, Derrick Henry possibly returning in week 18. And so, I mean, to me, that can change everything a little bit because of the fact that you know, the AFC, while the Chiefs have been playing great football, there's no runaways in this, in this conference. So anybody can make a splash at this point. So you you, you add Derrick Henry to the mix, and this team becomes a team that, okay, if you get the right matchups and, you you know, whatnot, they've beaten Casey before already. So don't forget that. They've already beaten Casey once. So that, that, that's, that's a good win on their on their belt now. Just saying. I'm not, I'm not saying Tennessee is a, is a contender. I'm just saying the fact that. Didn't you say that they're a potential no, Super Bowl said, contender, though? Derrick Henry, if he's healthy. But that, that's the assumption that we're going under, right? Like that, that well, he's. There's rumors of him coming early in the playoffs. That they, first they said week the wild card weekend. Now they're saying week 18. So they're moving it earlier. I just, you know, and, and I mean, Derrick Henry is arguably the best running back in football. The, the only guy who even d- brings any question into that probably is Jonathan Taylor right now. So, you know, let, let's call him one or one A. I mean, but. I, I don't I don't have confidence in the Titans as a whole like that like I don't that, that's the but thing like does, does it give them a better odds sure I'll 100 percent agree the, with that Jim if the Titans were in the NFC I wouldn't be saying this stuff because the, 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 the NFC has way better teams 
across the board. But I still think I, open. I still think the the Chiefs are better despite losing to them. Um, I think the Colts are better despite being behind them in that division. Um, I think that the Bengals are better than the Titans. I mean, yeah, I can see what you're saying there, but the thing, here's here's the thing though: the two the two teams mentioned there, they beat those teams already three times. The Chiefs swept the Colts. I, I, look, we say this, but there the result there there are results to use, and I'm not I'm not Yeah, but doesn't I, sweeping I, I, I think, the Colts also make it a a, a stronger argument that they're probably not going to beat them a third time? Probably not. You know, what but, I, like you, you you play what you play in front of you. I'm, I'm look, I'm not I'm not defending the Titans either myself. But when you add Derrick Henry to the mix, and there's no clear-cut best team in the AFC outside maybe the Chiefs now, but even that has some, you know. Oh, don't backtrack on the Chiefs no, now. No, they're not You've infallible. been banging that drum for a month, not, and now they might I'm not, not saying be. infallible. They're not infallible. Listen to you. They're infallible. Man, you are, you're trying so hard to make so many cases for so I'm, many I'm of your favorite saying, teams. This what we're going to do here. We have conversation and and. and you know, I just think Tennessee's if, if with with Derrick Henry. That's the that's the disclaimer. Healthy Derrick Henry, especially too. Even if he's that's healthy, to me, right. they're not a contender. Do they get lucky? Sure, any given Sunday. But but there's still at least three, maybe four teams better than them, even with Derrick Henry. I think. Matt, any thoughts to to Tennessee as a potential contender with Derrick Henry? Um, why not? <laughs> the, 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 Coward. Put me in the different story. I would say they're the favorite, but I mean, if I'm picking a team, if you said pick three teams that you think would come out of the AFC, I think the Titans would be one of them, honestly. Okay. With Derrick Henry, right? With Derrick Henry. And healthy, of course. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah. that's, again, that's the assumption that we're, we're going off of. All right. Uh, Sunday, one o'clock on Fox. You have the eight and seven Raiders at the nine and six Colts. Um, I'm sure this line is going to move because, uh, and it may have already moved from the time I put it on the sheet. So I don't know if you have something updated. Don't move the half point. I had it seven and a half. Is it? It's still there. Okay. Um, one has six. One has six. One has five. Carson Wentz may or may not be playing for Indianapolis. Um, you know, tested positive for COVID, but now with the new, uh, the, the new quarantine, you know, regulations, uh, he could potentially be back, uh, depending, uh, how he tests later in this week, uh, 45 and a half is your over under, like I said, one o'clock on Fox, um, with or without Carson Wentz, I don't think it's going to matter. The, The Raiders are a team that is absolutely trending downward. Um, the Colts. Because who's the who's their I don't even know who their backup is. Is it still Jacoby Brissett? I don't no, know. No, he's in Miami. He's in Miami. He's in Miami. Yeah, learn something. Fucking learn something new today. No, he two went out a couple weeks now. Um, it doesn't matter. It, it truly doesn't matter. Jonathan Taylor is is your breadwinner in that Colts offense. The Colts defense is just playing all over the place. They're gonna they're gonna swamp the, the Raiders. Um, it's Sam Ellinger. Ah, okay, right, 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 right. I have no idea who that is. Um, <laughs> um, if Carson Wentz doesn't play, maybe the Raiders cover seven and a half by like a half point or so. Uh, but the Colts are going to win this game. Uh, I'll go the under right now, just because Wentz is potentially out. EJ. So I haven't said this in a couple of weeks, but the Raiders are kind of frisky. 
Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> they won this week. It's Denver. That is a oh. disgusting act. Can we, can we get the good? You need to leave. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Where do Where do I? I mean, there's still seven, seven hanging around. No, no, no. First game was a gambling. The big spread here. Okay, it's a, it's a touchdown spread. So I'll take the Raiders on the points. Buck yourself. Colt will win the game. Raiders on the points and give me the uh, the over. Raiders might cover. Forty four and a half. The over. 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 Yeah, the over. Oh my. God. Give me the lead, bitch. Thank you. Listen, I was, okay, listen. Last week, I was five and zero on my on my picks. The week, just well, there, uh, there's uh, all the winning streak always got to come to an end at some point. Just saying. Uh, w- 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 just kidding. If you are picking a week to not take betting advice from EJ, this should be the now. Week. That being said, I'm not picking this game in my my best five. So yeah, I was gonna way. say, go ahead and pick this one. I dare you. I have a good track record. I'm putting three this year. So. Uh, well, very good, very good. Uh, Matt, go ahead. Um, yeah, I will take the Colts because if you've been watching the Colts recently, you know that Carson Wentz doesn't have to throw the ball for them to win games, and that's not going to change against the Raiders. Um, and give me the under. All right. Um, so I, I don't know what bowl game the SEC the lost. Over. The uh... forty-four and a half, and you're taking the over on that. If I'm right, come at me. Okay. <laughs> come after me. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, the SEC apparently 0-4, 0-5 if you count A&M forfeiting um, because of the COVID. The SEC Yay. not. Hopefully that trend rolls right through this weekend. Unfortunately, it won't. But uh, like I said, I got. I just. I, I just. I'm. I gotta hold on to hope. Hope is a dying commodity. EJ. Awesome prayers. <laughs> <laughs> uh eight and seven eagles three and a half point road favorite at the football team uh who's barely clinging to life at this point six and nine uh 46 is your over under uh one o'clock um on fox uh i'm going philly philly plus like they're just the Washington has shown nothing over the past week that 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 gives me any indication that if the Eagles lose this game, it's on them. It, it's not anything Washington's going to do. Uh, and I will go. What did the? How much did the? What did the Eagles put up a week ago against Washington? Did they? They put up big. Twenty seven, right? Twenty seven. Covers twenty seven. They covered spread. Yeah. They, 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 they went. They scored a lot. I mean, they were playing the Giants. It was raining heavily that night. Oh, that's right. I'll, I'll take the over. Hell, the Eagles might score. It was Tuesday also, too. So yeah, that's true. Uh, I'll go. I'll, I'm, I'll go over. I think the Eagles have. Looking what Dallas just did to Washington, Eagles might go over by themselves. Uh, Matt. Yeah, even with Heineke coming back this week, I believe. Um, I think that the Eagles, despite their slow starts the last two weeks, kind of see the the light at the yeah. end of the tunnel here. So I think that this week is, is when they put it all together mm-hmm. just to try to give themselves a, an opportunity to not have to play to win in the last week of the season. So I'll take the Eagles and the over. You play to win the game. Uh, EJ. Yeah, I'm with Matt here too. Um can't just say it though, but the Eagles covered this game. Washington's packed it up, man. They're ready to go. So uh then we got oh, the oh, give me the oh sorry, give me the uh I'll take the under this game actually. Hmm. I didn't know you could say the under. <laughs> uh Rams eleven and four. Uh they are a three and a half point 
road favorite at eight and seven Baltimore, who absolutely needs to win uh, to have any hope. Uh, 46 and a half is your over under on this one, one o'clock uh, on Fox. Um, you know, I'd love to pick Baltimore. I'd love to take Baltimore at home. I, I don't know what the status on Lamar Jackson is. If he comes back and gets healthy, uh, they're obviously in play. But to me, they're trending in the wrong direction at the wrong. They're like the Cardinals at this point, trending in the wrong direction at the wrong time. A good team that's just, I don't know, running out of gas, injuries catching up to them, combination yeah. of that. Um, and the Rams, they still have stuff to play for um, in the NFC. So I think I'm going to take the Rams. I'm going to take plus three and a half, and I'm going to go the over because I think you're going to see a lot of points um, in this one. And unfortunately for Baltimore, more from the Rams, EJ. What are the odds of Lamar playing this game, actually, though? I mean, uh, is there any clue about him? I have no clue because the league I had him in, I've been dead in for weeks. So I've, I've lost all track of <laughs> Lamar Jackson. Here's the thing. If Lamar plays this game, I'm picking Baltimore with this game outright. You know what I'm saying? He's that big a difference between them winning and losing this game and between the spread. But he's, he's been, been out for so long, you think he can just come back and turn it in against the Rams defense? Yeah, like that Rams defense. Yeah, no, is... odds, odds, it's it. The odds are that it's possible Baltimore might be trying to confuse the for next year. I think they see right in the wall at this point. You know, you're behind the Bengals in the, in the uh, division as it is. The only the only hope they get in the playoffs is the wild card. And, I mean, that's probably why they've been going for two <laughs> game yeah, situations yeah, yeah. every time. Yeah. Just, um, if we get this, great. If not, eh. I'm 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 going to assume Lamar's not playing. So I'm going to take the Rams to cover, and I'll take the um. I'll take, the, I'll take the under in this one. Let's see. Um, yeah, there's, there's, there, there hasn't been anything. Um, again, Tuesday is your first day of the week. The teams really practice, so, so nothing really came out today. He has not even practiced since sustaining an ankle injury week fifteen. Um, you know, they'll, they'll probably know more tomorrow. But I, yeah, they, they may not, they may not even. Um, depending. It's Will Huntley start this game? Will Huntley, Huntley this game? will probably clear protocols, especially with the new protocols in place. So Huntley should be back. I I, I still right. don't think it's going to be enough. Right. Yeah, I don't think Huntley makes a difference. I don't even think Lamar coming back in his first week would make enough of a difference for the Rams right. to lose this one. Um, I would take the Rams and the under. All right. And then finally, uh, Sunday afternoon, 425 on Fox, the 10-5 and 5 Cardinals. At the eleven and four Cowboys, who are five and a half point home favorite, fifty and a half is your over under on this one. Um, Homer, I mean, I'm taking <laughs> I'm taking the Cowboys plus, but to me, it's more about what I've seen from the Cardinals over the last three to four weeks. Um, they're, they're a team that yes, they've clinched a playoff spot, but they, they're going in the wrong direction. They've lost all bits of their identity. Um, yeah. At this point, you know, the, the Cowboys looked really good two days ago, but you're playing a Washington team that is that is pretty much just quit and spent more time fighting themselves than playing for a win. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm not I'm not overreacting to the Cowboys, but I'm taking the Cowboys plus I'm going to go the over because um, actually, no, I think I'm going to take the under 50 and a half because the Cowboys are probably going to score points. But with the way that Cowboys defense has been swarming. I don't know how many points the Cardinals can score. So give me the Cowboys plus, but the under, Matt. 
This is the week the Cardinals finally turn around, baby. No, it's not. Uh, I'll take Dallas yes! <laughs> in the under. <laughs> finally. Uh, That's the kiss of death right there, Jim. Probably. <laughs> EJ, you shut your goddamn mouth. Um, EJ, go ahead. <laughs> no, I actually think Arizona puts up a fight here. I like one of the points. Are they? Are they? I think, I think Dallas year? wins the game. <laughs> this could be a field goal game. I think Arizona will put up a fight here, but Dallas wins this game. So I'll, Arizona points plus five and a half, and I'll take the under as well. All right, and then finally we go to this, and I'm so bummed Kyle's not here. I hope you listen to this because it's time to look at EJ's power rankings. It is tool time, everybody. Oh my God! Here we go. <laughs> Um, uh, so let's, uh, let's take a, <laughs> come on. I, if I'm going to call this segment, what it is, I might as well at least bring the music to the party. Um, uh, we will number one. look at number one. Look at that. Number one there is it this side. Oh boy. All right. Let's, let's, let's start with the bottom five. Cause I think Matt and I will at least agree with you. Spot on. On it the was bottom the five. Of the, of, of, of the two, two was the hardest to do the bottom five match this week. It's about play. time that you put the Giants in the rightful place. <laughs> I've been calling for this since week one. <laughs> they were there. They were there in the bottom three for a good while. In the middle of the year. I, I, I still have the Jags. High. I still have the Jags <laughs> as as my worst. But otherwise, otherwise Texans, Lions, Jets, and so the Jim, have- Jim. The Giants benched Jake Fromm. You have no idea who you that is. Out records. Right now, if the Giants play the Texans, the Lions, the Jets, the Jets, or the Jaguars, right now, the Giants lose those games. That's how I'm basically about records. Forget, forget uh, records and all this stuff. Right now, where they are as a franchise, they are the worst team right now. If they play the Jaguars right now on Sunday, they lose to the Jaguars. Especially if they bench Jake Fromm to put Glenn <laughs> and his three foot long neck back into the game to play the game. Exactly. Out of my you might as well see what you have with Jake Fromm at that exactly. point. We saw enough, right? I, no. don't, I don't know why they didn't switch to him sooner. The fact that they only played him this week and then took him like, what are you? What are you doing? And he wasn't playing. Like, what are you? Poorly. What are you doing? Is Mike Glennon your future? The no. worst part is that you can see the effort of defense. But that Eagles game was three, three at halftime. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the final score 34 to 10. Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> Seriously. The offense sucks. Ouch. Let's move forward. Oh. All my giant friends, friend, friends. Oh, you're a giant fan. No. I, facts were feelings, guys. Hate to break it to you. All right. Um, top 10. So you have Chiefs, Packers, Rams, Bucks, Cowboys is your top five. Colts, Cardinals, Bills, uh, Patriots, and Titans. Um, you want me to explain my position on these on, on this real quick? Sure. Because there was there were the, the Titans one was a last minute change. I had the Bengals number ten prior to, um, you know, you should not have uh, the Titans in your top ten right now. I, I, I do not. What what pushed Titans for me was the quality win they had against San Francisco last week. On this show, and San Francisco, by the way, was the top 10 team last week on this ranking. It's for the record. So let's look at it that too way. High. Time's too high? No, the Niners at 10. Well, I mean, high. look at where we were last week uh, uh, during the league. The Niners were surging. 
Everybody was saying they could be the most dangerous team. They could, they could win a playoff game. And man, I just so, the only the only real issue I take with this list. I mean, I I can even accept the Titans. Were you joking about what I said? You said the list was good. Or are you being serious about that? Because you said on Facebook. No, right? I, I think it's fine. The only issue I would take is the Cardinals being at seven at this point. They're too high. They're too high. They, they, they were, they, well, they were there last week too, for the record. Yeah, and I got sure. Kyle, Kyle said it was too low. Well, Kyle's wrong. Okay, right, Kyle's yeah, Kyle's and he's not here. And especially and so especially this week, wrong. I don't know where he would have him this week, but that to me they came in at ten, and for for me, like if I just sketched out. A, a top 10 like they, they they would stay in the top 10 but they're not any higher than 10 they and would be number 10 yeah man. the only reason they're at 10 is because i don't I, I don't think there's anybody else that should be above them that's what i'm saying who could I, I heard someone on facebook too said that you know the titan's too high well who are you putting in that place Bengals. I mean, I mean, if, if the Bengals and titans i would say can be interchangeable could. that was and that was the, the, i almost put Bengals at number 10 but the quality win um there but see, um, I don't think I don't think that Titans. I think that was more about the Niners just giving that game. I don't. I don't. I watched most of that game, like as much as I could. I watched a great part of the second half, and I, to me, I felt it was more about what the Niners didn't do than what the Titans did do. You know, and, and so like to me, the Titans didn't do anything that that said to me we won this game. I thought it was more the Niners lost that game. Right. The thing with the Titans, though, is they do keep finding a way to win, despite it all. Sure. When, when Henry went down, I think we all kind of thought that's the Titans' season right there. Right. So exactly. the fact that they are still leading their division and beating teams that they probably shouldn't be beating, you have right. to give them some credit for them. So having them in the top 10, I think, is right. fair. But if someone took them out of the top 10 and put the Bengals in, I wouldn't right. necessarily. Not me either. I, I wouldn't have a problem at all. I, like I said, I literally changes like last minute. So I'm surprised. To be honest, though, I'm, I might even take the Cardinals out of the top 10 after these last two weeks. <laughs> it's, it's, it's definitely. I thought they it's lose this weekend. They could. I'll say that, that Colts game, that was a that was a poor showing. Yeah. So like if you football. if you wanted to keep the Titans at 10, but pull the Cardinals out and put the Bengals in, I wouldn't have a problem with it. But I think ten is either like Titans or Cardinals. I think the Bengals are in in above the the ten spot to me. Right. Um, What's the problem with number one though? Surprise. I I mean I would keep the Packers at number one. Well, the Browns literally had the ball with a chance to win the game. Right. But KC now is winning games dominantly. Now now the style points are playing out with one and two here. KC's winning games now in a dominant fashion. I mean, didn't the Packers have like? Three quarters of their offense out on COVID. I mean, I like I'm not I'm not trying to justify not beating up the Browns, but like they they were you know wasn't like his number one target like the milkman at the at the gas station down the street from Lambeau Field like like I think it was one of the St. Brown brothers right Yeah, I was gonna say I think it was like Equinemius St. Brown and don't don't be wrong that guy looked great at Notre Dame but he's not exactly he's a, not a, a wide receiver now. one in the NFL. Right. Um, you know, so I would I would have the Chiefs at, at two still. Like I, I I just you know they're they're winning games bigger. But again, look at look at who they played for the it's last. Game inches, well, one and two is also game inches though too. Right, also, it's right. It's, you know, and, and the Chiefs. Oh, well, I mean, this, I mean, it's not a real win because they beat Aaron Rodgers list Packers, but they did beat the Packers. Really. Rams, Bucks, Cowboys. It's probably where I would round out my top five. I know Matt would probably have the Cowboys higher, but. You know, we'll we'll forgive yeah. him on that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Colt. Now I would, I would, I'd probably keep the Colts at six. I think they're they're definitely going in the right direction. Um, I, like I said, I would drop the Cardinals lower. To me, Bills Patriots are about. I, I would I would still keep the Patriots higher despite the fact that the Bills just beat them. Here's the thing, though. Which win was better? They played twice in the last month. To me, the Bills win in Foxwoods was better than the Pats win against uh, Buffalo. In the, in the blizzard? Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean... Buffalo has is one play from winning that game in, in Monday football. Yeah. Yeah, but but the Patriots had been on, you know, I know they lost to the Colts the week prior, but they, they had been on a kind of a long roll on the winning side um, beforehand, and, and the, the Bills had kind of been down a bit. Um, so, so again, I, I don't, you want to put the bills above the Patriots fine. I have the Patriots above the bills that, that that's kind of the Packers chiefs to me. Right. Like, you know, it, it I don't think it ma- necessarily matters either way. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't think you're, like I said, I, I have, I have the Bengals that I would have the Bengals around like number nine. I, th- I think they're better than the Titans. I think they're better than the Cardinals right now. Um, sounds fun. You know, I and uh, yes, I know they beat up a bad Ravens team. I get it, but man, like when we we're look at how we were talking about Georgia. Like they didn't have great competition, but they kicked their ass. The Bengals may have not had great competition, but they kicked the shit out of them. I <laughs> might even bump the Texans out of the bottom five for like the Panthers or the Seahawks with this. I that was a situation too. Also, Seahawks are bad. I would Carolina have no, you hate to see it, don't you? Have, uh, it's just. <laughs> It's so disappointing to see a Pete Carroll team uh, play that poorly. It's a shame. Why did bad things happen to good people? Man, just, you know, it, it sucks, man. You know, 2021 strikes again, I guess. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I would have no problems if you want to throw the Seahawks in the bottom five, Panthers in the bottom five. I mean, the Seahawks have just looked brutal. The way they're going now, they'll probably be there next week. Good. Yeah. Good. They should be, yep. Good. No problem with that. No problem with that. Awful team. Um, <laughs> so I saw I saw some people hypothesizing where they think uh, Russell Wilson may end up next year. Where Giants. Do you, oh. you th- do you, okay. Are you saying that you think he's going to end up there, or you want him to end Braining, up there? I'm, I'm also putting in existence. I also think that's very possible. Okay. If not, if not the Giants, where else? Where else do you think he may end up? I can see, I can see Denver. Okay. Um. I could see him in Vegas. If they did cut their car, of course. God, they should. They that should. guy stinks out loud. <laughs> the Giants the Giants look like they want to give Danny Dimes one more go around. No choice. Man, man. please. Well, it's fifth year. Rookie contract. I mean, honestly, EJ, do you think Russell Wilson improves the Giants team? Immediately. He's, I mean, yeah, absolutely. To me, but but how much though? though, How much? Like, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I I will not say that Russell Wilson is not better than what the Giants have now. He he is infinitely better than any of the options they have there. But like, look look at look at the Seattle team and what Russell Wilson can't do. With what he has in Seattle this year, he's still they're running not, for his life behind. They're not, they're not good anyway. And to be honest with you, um, we've kind of been seeing this come for the last couple of years now. This, the team's been deteriorating slowly and slowly and slowly. And then when he gets hurt, they fall apart. Right. So, so I, I don't. I don't. Right, but I mean, he's. I don't think. I don't think it's smart for the over. Giants to bring him in because. I think it's yep. a waste of resources. They do have, have to. 
trade a ton of draft. The problem is though, they, they the Giants have the trade capital to make it happen. They have they have eleven picks in this next com- upcoming draft, so they can definitely work draft picks. Um, the Giants' last ten years has been a disaster. Okay, since Super Bowl forty six. I was going to say, I mean, the Giants have more than 11 holes they need to fill in the upcoming I, I agree, draft. but D- Daniel Jones is not the answer. No. No. Absolutely not. But, but is, a, is, a 30, is a nearly 34-year-old Russell Wilson the – Yeah, uh, Russell Wilson I, Russell Wilson will be like Brady and play until his, until his early 40s, I think. Will he? He's scared himself. This is, this is the first year he got hurt. I, he, I, he, I think he takes a lot more punishment than Brady did. Well, because he's a mobile quarterback, but exactly, mobile quarterback. That's, he, it's a shorter shelf up. life for him. I, I, I don't like. And again, he makes the Giants better, but I don't know that he, I don't know that he's worth like, what the Giants would have to give up to get him. The cost I think it's the analysis on this. I don't think that what it would cost to get Russell Wilson to the Giants in the long run is worth it. To I the think Giants. at this point, where the Giants have been for the first last ten years, it's worth the risk. Because we have gone no, we've gotten worse and worse for the last ten years. So well, a lot of that was just because of the marriage to Eli and the inability to cut that tie before it should have been. Right, agreed, agreed. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Agree with him and take Barkley at the time, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That that um, was a foolish pick. No, I I actually agree with it at the time though, because at at, at the time the Giants are trying to win now, and they had the roster on paper to do it, and Saquon Barkley is just too special to not take a chance on. Is it, there was there was, was some one in the middle running back, and we and we assumed that at the time, we assumed that Eli had maybe one year left in him. Mm-hmm. Could give me one more year, and clearly that wasn't the case. But again, that was the bet we we made. That's what we like, well, Giants fans. You know, that's the bet they made, and it failed. So I didn't I didn't imagine that Saquon Barkley was going to battle Christian McCaffrey to figure out which. Young running back was going to be made out of glass more. That's what I. Well, that, well again, we didn't. You we, can't. You can't foresee that coming. Right. No one um, could plan that. You know I mean, and again, the Giants roster in 2017 when they drafted Barkley was still a pretty decent roster. It made the playoffs year before that. So that's fair. Yeah, I. I yeah, I. I don't. I don't know. I just don't know if he's if he's worth the call. I mean, he's he. It would it would probably make the fan base happy. Yeah, again, I bring in a guy I, like Russell. Wrong. There's a chance I'm, I'm, I'm wrong. It's 50 50 year, but at the same time, it's like what we have and what we've had for the last couple of years is not good and it's not getting better. Oh, yeah, definitely not getting better. Um, but all right, let's wrap this thing up. Uh, another good show, another good week. Uh, Matt, let people know what's going on with you. Yep, you can follow me on Twitter. It's at 3CT, the letter A. Philly, as in Philadelphia, the number eight. So, 3CT affiliate. You can hear me on Thursdays talking wrestling on the Three Count Thursday podcast. You follow them on Twitter at Three Count Thursday. Uh, the, the person who runs that Twitter account really loves rumors that are unsubstantiated and all things AEW. So, if you want to send links to those types of tweets onto that handle, feel free. Um, Joe Buck Eagles. yourself. Go Notre Dame. All right. I'll just leave it at that this week. Perfect. EJ, what do you got? Uh, yep. Um, take the rest of the podcast, of course, every Thursday. First week of podcast. Uh, we're doing some cool uh, upcoming changes to the to the, uh, to the podcast feed in the coming uh, weeks and stuff. Look out for the announcements on that. Um, new concepts and stuff. Uh, and this is the last show of 2021. So, fellas, it's been, it's been a pleasure. And we'll see you next week.
Absolutely. It's been fun. Kyle, get well soon, my guy. Hopefully you're back with us next week. You can follow me at Big Jim Sports. Make sure you're following the show at Huddle Up Podcast on Twitter and on Facebook. On Instagram, at Huddle Up Pod. You can get our merchandise at whatamaneuver.net. Subscribe to our show, all podcast platforms, as well on YouTube. You can uh, check out our home network, NGSC Sports, at NGSCSports.com. And our secondary home is the Lieb Sports and Music Network. Whatever you do this week to celebrate New Year, make sure you do it safely. Please mask up. Let's get this. Let's get out of this thing quicker than we have to. Uh, and until next week, stay safe, stay smart, go Irish, and go for the win.